Man, this is nice. Look at this, look at this. This hers. You know what I mean? Feel like I'm living this. Bro, explain this uh, red dot right here, bro. <laughs> This is the Rich and Unplayed Podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Dupatine, aka Finesse. And um, today, we're doing something different, man. We outside, we in the field, we with Construction Kings. And uh, the first two times we were together, we was in the studio, we was talking about it. But now, we wanna show you. We wanna show you firsthand how it's done. So go ahead and introduce yourself, introduce yourself for the people that haven't seen the first episode. All right, my name is Kelly Park. I go by KP the Builder. My name is Gene Johnson. I go by Gino J, the Construction King. And Construction Kings. So, where we at today, man? Where we at? Man, we are in Atlanta, bro. Uh -huh. This area, this is actually called Ashview Heights. And if you know anything about Atlanta, this is one of the hottest neighborhoods. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Y'all gonna turn into an Airbnb? Possibly. Possibly Airbnb, yeah. Yep. Oh, man. For real. You from this neighborhood? Yeah. That was up, bro. Thank you. Yes, sir. Love everywhere. Hey, that's real time. We ain't even gonna cut that. That's that's <laughs> yeah. real. That's real time. Love everywhere. So, all right, where we at, man? Explain man, we are in Atlanta, man. If you know anything about Atlanta, Atlanta's hot right now. Mm. But the west side of Atlanta, everything west of downtown is super hot. From the West End to Mosley Park to Ashview Heights. We're actually in Ashview Heights right now. And the house that you see behind us was a house with no roof when we bought it. But uh, we know what's going on in this area. We see the transition, and we are the ones that are out here setting trends in these neighborhoods, bro. Hey, you got anything for them? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Construction Kings doesn't only build these type of houses. We show you everybody who want to learn how to build these houses exactly how to do this. So the, um, the message behind what we do is we build builders. And this is actually a project that we built some with some students. So we'll get in and show you what's going on on the inside. All right, I want to show you these people the, the, the neighborhood because like this is like the only property really of its kind around here. So let's just walk. And you guys actually bought that property down there too, right? Yeah, that was um, 1049 Parsons Street. That was the property I bought during COVID. Uh, I paid 84, I had about, I think about 90 in it and I sold it for 325. So it took about six months to knock that one out. So like, as you can see, right, if you look at these properties, all of them are like old fashioned, probably built in what year you think? 50s. The 50s. So basically what you guys do, y'all come in in neighborhoods like these and basically buy the property, tear it down, start from scratch, just like you did this one right here. But why though? Well, one, um, there's a big demand for new construction right now. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about new construction, you can create your own inventory. Like, this is a one-of-a-kind house. It's yeah, easy yeah. to renovate these houses and keep the same little feel and do some stuff to it. But when you can create your own inventory and you can start from scratch, you can actually create your own comps and create your own value. This house is appraised at 750000 That's probably the highest appraisal right now in this neighborhood. That's why I say we create the opportunities because if I sell this for 750, guess what? 
everybody else's value has went up and the person that comes behind me he can do something creative to be able to push their price too. Now, like, is it raising the price for everybody like that doesn't have new construction or is it just the new properties being built? Everybody. Because now, if this house goes for $750, the value on every other house just went up. Right, right, right. Because if they renovate the house, or if they do an addition on it, they're gonna get a lot more money for it. So it raises the value for everybody, not just mine. So let's say, for instance, this house right here, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say before you guys came, it was worth mm, maybe 100, 120, something like that. Like you guys come in the neighborhood and start a new construction, what does it do to this property like this? As is, does it do anything? As is, it definitely um, increases the value. Yeah. It doesn't have to be renovated for the value to be increased. If you're in a market or a neighborhood, everything's getting built up around you. Yeah. So I don't know the percentage-wise that it would increase, but mm -hmm. it would definitely increase as far as the as-is value mm -hmm. because now we have a new price per square foot right here to go off in this neighborhood. Right, right. So if they take into consideration for doing an addition or even adult a renovation, yeah. then they could pretty much pull in a higher price per square foot than a traditional, you know, as-is home. Right. Okay. Let's um let's keep walking in, man. How long y'all think y'all gonna be down? Well, right now we have um, the water quality that we're doing. That's why you see all the dirt and stuff dug yeah. up. We just passed that today. They're going to backfill all the, the, the trenches with the gravel. Mm -hmm. And then we'll start yeah, landscaping probably Saturday or Sunday. Okay. But what is all this dirt right here? What is all this, this gravel? So the gravel is for the trench. So anytime you're building a new house, you have to do water quality. Uh -huh. Water quality in Atlanta, they're gonna make you do a rain garden. They're gonna make you do like a flow well. Mm -hmm. So over here is actually a rain garden. They made us dig a eight feet wide by three feet hole deep. All of the gutters are connected to a PCP pipe. Mm -hmm. All of the gutters are connected to a PCP pipe. Yeah. And so when it rains, all the water drains into this rain garden. So we'll backfill this with gravel and it'll disperse the water throughout the property. Mm. Okay. Now this property right here, right? Can you see that on camera? Mm-hmm. This is another property that I bought, right? Yep. Tell us about that. So that house was, um, it was a vacant house. It probably looked, you know, much like this house here when we bought it. And like I said, we got that during COVID. And um, we didn't do much to the outside except the side and the paint. It was more of a cosmetic we have. It was about a six month project. But that house there, man, it, it cleared, you know, over a hundred grand in property in six months. Construction king. All right, we can go through the property and show them some more. Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click, go to the website, go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in, we got hats, we got caps, we got the black and gold rich and unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in, grab some merch while watching this episode. Cause listen, we're giving it to you, giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. All right, we inside of the home. Um, break us down. Um, how many square footage, how many rooms? This house is roughly 2,500 square feet, four bedrooms three full bathrooms. We got one room downstairs and it shares a uh, bathroom. Yeah. So the idea was, you know, whoever owns this house 
You can have an office space, mm -hmm. but it, it would be attached to a bathroom. And then, of course, any guests could use that bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do was give it a grand entrance. So as you see, when you come in, that's 24 feet of ceiling height mm -hmm. coming in. And it gives you the wow factor. And then by opening up the house, it's important for us to have that that buyer be able to see everything that's inside the house. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you see is the ceiling height, yeah. and then you see this kitchen. Right. And that ties everything in together and just gives that buyer that wow factor. Because it's all about creating the wow factor, and we want the homeowner to have an experience. Mm -hmm. Like, think about your favorite hotel or your favorite spa. We want to put that type of stuff in our house. Mm. Now, when it comes to like designing, like, are you creating this stuff, or are you are you reaching out to people like, okay, this is what I want, make it happen for me? Yeah, we um we typically outsource. We have designers on our team because between him and I, mm -hmm. you don't want us to do, really get into the design because it'll take our focus off of something else that that deserves more attention. Uh -huh. So we anything that we could you know push away to someone else to have, mm -hmm. have design, and we mm -hmm. do that. I mean, it comes along with multiple things because design isn't just as simple as picking out paint. Yeah. We're talking about cabinets. We're talking about cabinet hardware. Yeah. We're talking about accents, accent wall, tile. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And if, if we don't have a bandwidth to control that, then mm -hmm. we'll put out a project, I mean, a product that we may not be so happy with in the end. Now, when it comes to like outsourcing that, like, does that uh, tie in the budget of the loan that you get for Yes, we, we typically put that in as part of the design aspect of the house. Uh -huh. um, it may not be a specific line item that says, you know, designer, mm -hmm. but when we're considering our cabinets or our kitchen, mm -hmm. we'll take into account our bathrooms, we'll take into account the, the, the design and at the price point that we're going to be selling the house. Mm -hmm. That'll dictate also how much money and emphasis that we're going to put in those areas. Right. Being that this house is, you know, Three quarter million dollars, seven hundred and fifty thousand. We put it in the budget that we need someone to come in and give us a million or one point two feel. So it's that wow factor. We don't want to give you seven fifty at seven fifty. Right. We want to give you one million plus as far as design aspects. Let's explain this kitchen, man, because this kitchen looks really expensive, bro. Is this what is this? Is actually quartz. It's like a Calcutta. Yeah. Um, of course, white with the deep gray veins, and it's something our designer picked out. Uh, we wanted to do a double island because mm -hmm. that double island gives you a lot of space. And then now, like people don't really use dining rooms, the traditional dining room anymore. So the double island, man, you can seat a lot of people here comfortably. Um, of course, we got the the white cabinets, but we went with a high gloss because mm -hmm. everybody's been using shaker, 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 shaker. And y'all stop using them shaker cabinets, man, and get on. What is what's shaker? What that is? It looks like a picture frame style cabinet finish. Like the door will have a box around it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Traditional style, and then uh -huh. it'll be white. Yeah. Flat white. It won't be as glossy as cool. modern as this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one thing about every house that we do, like whether it's the kitchen or the bathroom, we try to give you something you never seen. Yeah. You know, so we did. The wood flats, they all custom on the island. Mm -hmm. Then we matched it on both of the um, well, the wood flats on the vent hood. And then we matched them on the island and then we stained it. But we knew we were using gold. Yeah. So we intentionally found 
that marble tile. Now, just the just the marble tile alone is two grand for the tile. It's probably the most expensive thing in this house. The tile is almost <laughs> more than the cabinet, believe it or not. But but as you can see, it has the inlay gold slats in between, and it really brings everything out because the black with the black coming in mm -hmm. is is how the contrast comes off the walls. Wow! And how much do you think this kitchen total? This kitchen total, we probably without the appliances, we probably have about twenty to twenty-five grand in this kitchen. It looks way more expensive than that, bro. Way more expensive. Yeah. No finishes, bamboo type of situation. Dope. Now we gotta see the bathroom. Yeah. We gotta <laughs> keep the camera rolling. <laughs> we gotta walk through and see the bathroom upstairs, bro. Like that, and we put the ice on the tape. Toes this color, and this is exactly what he told me. This is the exact color that he paints his wife toes. So he wanted to give an accent pop, which I find rather dope because with the black backdrop mm -hmm. and his one red tile, it kind of gives you like a Prada feel, like the Prada logo. Yeah. And it just pops out and it, it, it works, regardless of what inspired the red. It really works for this space. I probably would put it right here, I ain't gonna hold but it, it just looked just so abstract, just sitting right, right there. Right, that's 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 the beauty of it. Mm. It's not symmetrical at all. Um, the entire bathroom is symmetrical. It looks like a mirror image. Uh -huh. Two valves, shower heads, and uh, spray nozzles. But that one tile, it draws your eyes to it. Mm. It makes you kind of appreciate all the craftsmanship, including the LED lights up here, the LED under the bench. I mean, this is just a, a beautiful bathroom. This bathroom um, gives you like a spa feel. Um, it's not the typical bathroom that you will find in this neighborhood, of course. So, with all these little accents, it just makes everything work together. Is this quartz or is it marble? This is actually marble. Real marble. Yeah. yeah. And this is marble too? Because yeah. Is marble. yeah, this is black marble as well, like the tile backsplash. How much does this cost? This bathroom, with the valves and everything, probably around $17,000. $17,000 shower. Yeah, shop. Just a shop. Not even this. <laughs> now, when we get to the vanity, yeah. it's a totally different story. Because it has marble as well. With these golden fixtures and these door pulls reminiscent of the door handles downstairs on the kitchen cabinets. And behind me is an LED inspired, not LED inspired, but an LED um, mirror that has an LED around the bezel. And yeah, just like that. Also has a defogger. So if you're taking a steamy shower, you want to come out and get right without having to wipe the mirror down, just press this button before you go in there and it won't fog up. And if you notice with the LED mirror, it, it, we didn't necessarily need vanity lights. So what we did was put some pendant lights up. 
Like this right here. Y'all got this in all the bedrooms too. Yeah. This yeah. is dope. <laughs> yeah, we used a lot of pendants in this house. Mm. And it's, 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 it's very luxurious. And if you notice, there's no paint in this bathroom at all. It's all luxury wallpaper. Waterproof wallpaper. Texture too. So the texture's there, the look is there, just gives you a spotlight feel. But this is a raindrop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, how, look how much like, light that it throws. Man, this is dope. Yeah. Instruction. So, of course, the master deserves two vanities. We like to put double vanities in all our masters and sometimes our Jack and Jill's. So, you never see one sink mm -hmm. in anything that we do as, you know, as far as the master bedroom is concerned. Yeah. yeah. The key is just making it memorable. Like, when you walk into this bathroom, when you see our kitchens, they're going to always be memorable. You gotta be able to separate yourself from everybody else. And that's why we get the dopest designers we can find to create a product that ain't nobody else doing. What's going on? I'm KP the Builder. And I'm Geno Jetta Construction King. And we, we build, build builders. builders. Have you guys ever wanted to get into real estate development or even investing, but didn't know where to start? Well, check this out. You're gonna need three things when it comes to real estate investing. One is education. Two is cash or capital, and three, it's credit. If you don't have all three of these things, at least get your education up. You can start with education. You're gonna need cash or capital. You have to have cash or capital to get started on these projects. You're definitely gonna need credit because with credit, it allows you to get loans to acquire these properties. A lot of people are talking about buying back the block. We're teaching people and educating people on how to build their own block. If you wanna learn more information, go check out our recent interview on the rich and unemployed. We're giving you all the game and a lot of good gems so you can get started now. Fellas, man. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man, we, we, we was outside, man. Um, we went through the neighborhood, man. We showed houses. Uh, we came inside. We, we showed the different finishes. We explained, like, you know, what you did with the property. Because um, when people watch this, man, it, it seems like it's, like, impossible. It, it, it seems like it's really, really hard to get in this industry. And I want to... I want you guys to explain like how easy it is because you tell me all the time like man this is easy like this is like easy money i want you to explain like how easy it is i mean to us everything pertaining to real estate seems easy because we have the education yeah to anyone else that want to get into this space they're intimidated right. mainly because they lack the education mm -hmm. so the easy part about real estate is gathering the education but you have to gather, gather the right education from the right sources. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of sources out here that aren't, you know, aren't really good sources, especially for right. new people who want to get into the building or investing in real estate. Mm -hmm. So I say just get that education up and that'll make the process a lot easier. Mm -hmm. what do you say? Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback off what he said, it is education. That's what everything is. It's all about your education and it's all about taking action. It's just like, you know, you got this podcast and you had to figure out a lot of pieces. Right. But as you developed and grew and, you know, consistently working at it, it everything you do get easier. Like we didn't start out building brand new houses. Mm -hmm. Well, we started out buying houses for five and ten thousand. That's how we cut our teeth. Yeah. We lost a lot of money. We made a lot of mistakes. But the, the, the losses actually were lessons we learned from that, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we teach people now, like, 
what not to do and how to do it. Mm -hmm. How to structure your deals and how to get the money. It's stuff that if I would have knew five years ago and 10 years ago, I would be a lot further ahead. Right. A lot of that stuff came through trial and error. So we helping people skip all of the, the mistakes and the trial and error um, so that they don't have that long learning curve like we did. Mm -hmm. Because if you know how to set your business up the right way, get business funding, and get your business bankable, you can get all the funds that you need. Mm -hmm. And once the education component is there, then you can start raising private money. You can find deals, you can put deals together, you know how to hire and manage subcontractors, you know what everything costs. So we help people start with no experience, help them learn how to get the money and structure the deals mm -hmm. so they can hit the ground running and not have to go through all the stuff that we went through. Right. But we started with no money. Like, facing foreclosure, my wife was pregnant, living paycheck to paycheck. I was like three, four months behind on my car payment, having to mm. park my car in the garage. Mm. Scared the repo man was going to come get me. Yeah. You know, like I knew, like, back then when we started, bro, we didn't have no money. Yeah. So we can show people how to actually start with nothing and get there. Because that's how we started, with nothing. Mm. You know, people miss that part, right, when they see this, right, the finished product, man, they, they think, like, you didn't start out that way. Like, you're humble enough to say, like, bro, I was broke as hell, bro. Like, I, I was, they was about to take my car. And there's a lot of people in that position, like, even when, like, with me, like, when they look at my podcast, like, damn, like, bro, like, his shit popping and, you know, it's doing numbers, but, you know, it didn't start off this way. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't start off with a lot of money. I didn't start off with a number one podcast. And with anything, you have to start off with level one. And, you got to be able to not let uh, fear set in. Because you look at this big house, you're like, man, ain't no way. Ain't no way I could do that, bro. Like, how how I'm going to like, buy a house for uh, 20000 30000 and then build it up, then cash out an extra, this house worth $750,000. It's, it's unbelievable, right? It's unimaginable to some people. And like you said, too, it's a lot of gurus. It's a lot of people out here that's teaching this game, but a lot of people are not teaching it the right way. What makes you guys... The, the go-to guys. I mean, the, the, the track record, the history, yeah. the, um, the resume. Mm -hmm. um, what makes us different from a lot of people who are doing what we're doing is we, we, we give out the information. We started out giving out this information with our YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, there's over 100 videos on there where we was just pumping information out, trying to educate the peers because we understand that in order for us to grow as a whole, we all can't just harbor information. We got to share this information because if, if, if I teach you something or I educate you on something and you pass that, we're paying it forward. Mm -hmm. So we're bringing up community as a whole. Slogan, like I keep reiterating, we build builders. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. Like everyone around us, I mean, we can learn from people around us regardless of what they're currently doing in their, in their, at that moment in their life. Mm. So if you just keep that mindset that everyone around you is teaching you something, then you'll, you'll go a lot further when it comes to everything that you do. Mm -hmm. You can't just be so uppity with the information that we have that we don't want to share it right. or we don't want to take it because there's people out here doing what we're doing and doing it on the grander scale. We're not opposed to networking with these people and doing that type of stuff because we know that's what it's about. Right. So when we see new investors or people who want to start investing, mm -hmm and we know that they're lacking certain information, we have no problem giving them that information. 
Like we, we know that some people have a, a career path that they later in life figured out that they don't want to travel down that road anymore. So they want to get into what we're doing. And that's why we created the Building Builders Academy to teach these people like, yo, listen, with the right education, you can get out here and do exactly what we're doing. Of course, you don't have to jump out and build, you know, 4,000, 3,000 square foot house. Mm -hmm. You can jump out there and build, uh, renovate or flip or do something similar to that. But the information is what is golden. So once you get this education and this information, you can just take it and, and you know, multiply with it. Man, for us, it ain't a competition. We look at it as a collaboration. Mm -hmm. The more we can help somebody else grow, the more we can grow. Right. Like, I made more money when I started collaborating with people than trying to do it all on my own. You know, when you're trying to do it all on your own, man, it's, it's a lot of work. It's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, well, how do y'all do, you know, 40, 50 houses a year? Collaborations. Like, you collaborate with other people. Mm -hmm. And other people can bring other things that you don't have. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's design. Sometimes it's just taking the workload off your plate. Mm -hmm. But we have to figure out how to collaborate more mm -hmm. and stop looking at everything as competition mm -hmm. because we can grow and do more together than we can try and do stuff on our own. Mm -hmm. Just like you said earlier too, like we ain't got time for like to be designing. Like let's just hire somebody else so we can take that time, delegate that time somewhere else. Right. Like teamwork make the dream work. Another question too, well another thing I had to say like looking at us, right? We black, young, designer, shades, got money. Like, we chilling with our feet up and, you know, like, we doing, like, we living our life. And that's not common. Like, it's becoming more common now. Like, but, like, it was, it was the other culture that was doing it. Like, now it's like, it's about us. Like, now, now we're in the game. Like, now we know the knowledge. Like, how, how has the game has changed? Like, this real estate game, like, is it, is it, how can I say? Is it for, man, how can I put this question without <laughs> nobody? I, I know what you're saying, bro, and it's <laughs> yeah. not that the game has changed. Uh -huh. We just learn more rules to the game uh -huh. by educating ourselves because this game been this game since the beginning of real estate. Right. Like people been buying and selling and building and flipping and renovating since, you know, our grandparents mm -hmm. were doing it and they acquired property. But somewhere down the line, the education that they had when it came to home ownership didn't get passed yeah. on to the next generation. Yeah. So we didn't see the value of that house. Mm -hmm. um, the 40 acres and a mule that we were promised, we never got. So it's up to us to go get it. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta get it. Like mm -hmm. nobody's gonna give us anything. The, the most that somebody can give you is an education and some good work. Yeah. So they tell you, I'm sorry, if they tell you what to do, then you could either take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to put it to use. Like, we, we, can't, we can't instill ambition. Like, you, you have to be born with mm -hmm. it. You have to want it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So once you figure that out, you'll get off your ass and go get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot of people out here, like me and you, we like dancers at strip clubs. Mm. Those are some of the most ambitious people in the world. Very ambitious. Because they're doing what they got to do to pay what they have to pay, like mm -hmm. their, their lifestyle or whatever. So you got to look at yourself. I heard, a, I heard an old man say this one time. What's the difference between somebody in the military and a stripper? They say it ain't no difference. 
Why? Because they both using their body to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got to yeah. think about it. Use what you got yeah. to get what you want. Get your education up. That way you have something that you can go get some money with. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't always about, yo, I can do this and you can't do it. No, let's do this together like you just said. It's important to have people around you that want the same thing for you. You can't be around somebody that's always plotting, you know, always trying to get over on somebody. Yeah. Nah, that ain't, that ain't what you want to do. You want to put yourself in circles or squares or triangles or whatever you want to call it with people who push you, who educate you, who motivate you. You got that around you, then you're going to be all right. Right. Now, is this game oversaturated with so many people teaching the game with so many gurus, so many people trying to learn? You guys talk hundreds of people. Is it oversaturated? Like, will, will this game be, will ever get to the point where, you know, there's no more real estate? No. Uh, it could be oversaturated with, with a lot of fake-ass people teaching <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some people teaching a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, like, that was a hesitation of mine on teaching. Like, because I didn't want to be looked at as somebody teaching fake shit. Right, right. You know, so I, like, we hesitated about doing stuff because we didn't want to be categorized as people out there teaching fake shit. Mm. You know, one thing about real estate, you can go look up who own what company and go see all the shit that somebody actually owns. Mm-hmm. So you can go check the tax records and see how much property we own mm-hmm. and how much property we purchased and sold. Mm. You know, so no, it'll never get oversaturated. Um, I started out as an agent. You know, I've been a number one agent, sold over 2,000 houses. Kelly sold a lot of houses too. He was on the team. Uh, and we had a wholesale company. We did a lot of wholesale deals. We done did fix and flips. We done did everything you can think of when it comes to residential. Nobody was teaching new construction. So we decided to be the people that teach people how to build houses. Because when you can create your own inventory, it's something real special about that. You can go find land and, and you, can, you can actually change the makeup of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, because people always talk about, you know, gentrification and buying back the block. That's cool, and you should do that. But when you can go out and build your own block and build your own communities, mm-hmm. there's a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and back before all these big builders, back in the late 60s, early 70s, started, you know, building subdivisions, people used to get their own land and build their own houses. And so we going back to teaching people how to actually build from the ground up. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of power in that, man. And real estate has always been and will always be one of the best ways to create wealth. But when you know how to actually build wealth mm-hmm. and build your houses, mm-hmm. it puts you in a whole nother category. It's different. You know, it's, it's a four million home shortage right now. With interest rates high and inflation high, that shortage is gonna get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a shortage in student housing, there's a uh, shortage in affordable housing. And who do you think going to make the most money? It's always the people that can solve the problem. Mm. And when you can solve a problem by creating inventory, man, you're way ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about gentrification, right? You come into neighborhoods like this, and, you know, it, it seems like everybody's kind of like, uh, you know, 
around the poverty line, right? Everybody might not make money. And you come in and build this this nice house. Do you, do you think people look at you like a little different? Like, man, damn, like they, they, they fucking up the hood, basically. Uh, it's, it's actually total opposite. Mm. Um, when we come into these neighborhoods, the homeowners appreciate it. Mm. It's the renters that, that have an issue with it. And the reason being is we're driving up the property value. Therefore, their landlord or owner is going to drive up their rent. Yeah. And now they have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But if they were to own any real estate in this neighborhood, they'll be appreciative of it, not only because the value of their home is increased and also the equity in their house is increased. Mm -hmm. um, true enough that taxes may go up, but you know, it's a it's a it's a pretty much even level when you when your taxes go up, your equity usually goes up mm -hmm. because the house is, is valued at more. So I hear that gentrification tossed around a lot. But again, it's usually affecting more people who rent than homeowners. Mm -hmm. um, of course, your, your grandmother, or auntie, or uncle, someone may be up in age, and that price hits different because their taxes go up and they're on you know, subsidized income or whatnot, and it affects them differently. Mm -hmm. But if we were really, if, if we were as a people who really understood the true value of ownership, we would never sell our houses in the first place. Right, right. Because we can't buy back something that we haven't sold in the first place. Mm -hmm. we're, the, we're one of the main reasons that gentrification is real is because we like the education. We like the information and the importance of ownership. So we'll sell these houses that no one wants because they're old and beat up. We'll sell them for under, under you know, market value. And then we get mad when people get them and who understand the value and you know, fix them up, and now they they're moving in the hood, and now we're looking back like, damn, I never knew that. It's because we lack the education. We're here to help solve that. Mm -hmm. We're here to educate people. Like it's not always about getting that quick dollar, because you can get rich flipping houses and building houses, but you can get wealthy by holding on to them houses, mm -hmm. because the value is going to continue to grow mm -hmm. with the house. Like oh, every five years, no matter where you're at in America unless you're like in the middle of nowhere where you don't have any comps. Mm. Everything is going up. Real estate always does this. It may drop, but it's right back. Mm -hmm. Give it five years. So if we, get, if we get in that mindset that ownership is key, then we'll get a lot further in this real estate space. Mm. Does, okay, when you see houses like this, does it motivate you know, for the people that you're teaching, right, and they're driving through trying to find cribs, and you see this one house, you know, that stands out amongst these other houses, does it motivate you to find more property in this neighborhood? Or does it kind of like, you know, let me, let me stay away from this. Let me go find a neighborhood that there's no new construction. Um, pretty much motivation. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is, use this current house as, a, as an example. We've done several free pop-up events at this house during the, throughout the building stage. Yeah. From when it had no roof and no back walls on it, mm -hmm. to state that it is now and people will leave this house after they hear the appraised value of it mm. and start looking for land around here immediately mm. because they understand the value is in the land it's not so much in the structure mm -hmm. so if we can boost the value of this plot itself mm. then that plot is worth more money mm. that house is worth more money regardless of what it looks like the value is in the land the structure is a bonus now we're getting paid for price per square foot because we know we can go into areas like Buckhead and you can buy dirt up there for three, four hundred thousand. Yeah. Shit, we bought dirt in, in uh, Kirkwood for four hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. 
it, we bought a tear down for 400,000. A house we had to pay another 11 to 15,000 to tear down the house uh-huh. to build on it because we know the value of that neighborhood and that actual land is worth over a million dollars once we build a structure on it. He bought dirt for four hundred thousand. Four three ninety nine. <laughs> three hundred ninety nine thousand. Oh, that's crazy. To tear it down mm-hmm. and build another four hundred thousand dollar house on it, mm-hmm. only for it to be appraised at one point two million. Mm-hmm. Most people who don't understand them, I'm not buying that crap that yeah. I got to tear down for four hundred. But right. you don't understand values. Mm-hmm. If you did, you'd reconsider. And then another bonus to that deal was that it included the plans and permits. That right there saves us five six months. And, and on payments. How? Because we can get the building immediately once we close on the house. Had we just bought the house without plans and permits, then we have to submit for the plan, I mean, for the permits based on the plans oh, okay. whenever the architect finished those. Mm-hmm. So it just saves money like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, it's all motivation. It's Especially motivation. like when you see people that look like you doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, one thing about us and most of us that, that got some hustler in us that want to go get it, mm-hmm. if you see somebody that look like you doing mm-hmm. it, in your mind, be like, okay, if he doing it, I could probably do it too. Yeah, it's yeah. So we hoping that people can get a blueprint from what we doing so that they know it's possible. Because, mm-hmm. bro, we, we grew up in a small town outside of Orlando, mm-hmm. no money, and we moved up, to, we moved up here to Atlanta to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And we saw real estate as that opportunity. And so if we can do it, anybody can do it, bro. Mm-hmm. You just gotta have the right mindset and be willing to work and hustle. And find some good people that can mentor you that are actually doing it. Yeah. So you don't have that long, lear- that long learning curve mm-hmm. and just take action. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking action, man. One last question for Ali, because I got like a big following like other cities, Houston, Chicago, New York. Now we're in Atlanta, like for people that are watching, trying to get into it and, you know, they probably want to learn from you. Like, could you only teach people from this state, Georgia? Because, you know, every state has like they different rules, regulations. Yeah, we got um, we got students all over the country. Yeah, because building a house is the same everywhere. Now, you may have different codes in terms of what you can put in the house, Mm. and it may be a different process to get your permits. Um, You may have certain guidelines, like in Florida, like your windows um, might have to be hurricane-proof in your roof, Mm. but the process is the same. Once you get your permits, it's always site work and foundation. Then it's your framing, then it's your your rough-in and your dry-in. So the process is the same. You just have to understand what codes you have to adhere to to actually build that house. Mm -hmm. In terms of structuring your deals, they're the same. The way you find land is gonna pretty much be the same. So we're teaching people the core principles so that they have the foundation to actually get started in this space. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like when you start building houses, it's way more easier to build a new house than to go renovate some house that was built in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Because when you open up them walls, man, you've seen HGTV. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of stuff that you have to account for and deal with mm-hmm. that you might not put in your budget. You know, when you're building a new house, after you get past the foundation stage, it's pretty much like putting together a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you really have more control over your project and more control over your, your budget by building new houses. Versus, you know, renovating something that's, you know, 40, 50 years old. Like, that shit a lot of work. Mm-hmm. 
It's a lot of work. Yeah. And um, to piggyback off of him, I mean, the education is very important, especially to your viewers who want to get in touch with us or get, get um, become a part of our program. They could visit our website. You know, we have workshops, we have the boot camps, mm -hmm. we have um, free events, local free events. Um, we just have a lot going on that we want to push out there. Yeah. Um, you can visit the constructionking.com for more information as far as getting in touch with Gene and myself. Like I said, we have these workshops coming up. We uh, have an online academy, Building Builders Academy. You can also get some of that information from the Construction King. Mm -hmm. If you want to take a new, uh, new construction um, course, you can do that on there as well. Um, we just really out here trying to pump out this information, man. It's about information. Yeah, I heard it, man. So listen, anybody can do it from any state. These guys are not drug dealers. I know they dripped out. You know what I'm saying? I know they look like they got some money, but nah, man, it's the new way, man. Real estate. It don't matter what you do. Like, it ain't got to be just real estate, but you got to put your mind and grind to something. And if you got somebody that's going to teach you the game like these guys, man, I guess you got to tap in. So until we meet again, man, Rich and Employed, the podcast, it's been dope. Appreciate yes, sir. you. Yes, sir. Appreciate yes, sir. you, man. For sure. Yeah.